At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, it's Holden with Eason. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Today on the show... Going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Colorado State and Michigan. That game's coming up tomorrow, the first game of the NCAA tournament, not including the first four. And in that game, we've got some big news on the Michigan side. So that has a big thing. That has a big deal with the handicap. Uh, Ian St. Clair, PlayColorado.com. Going to talk to him about the Broncos, another big offseason signing. We've got to talk some nuggets tonight. I got the Denver CityCast special for Nikola Jokic here. And my recap of Colorado, plus some more Broncos, a lot of Broncos today, because as we get into March Madness, it'll be a lot more basketball, but Jared Evans, PFF, Pro Football Focus, going to give us his thoughts on a couple of things. Uh, the Broncos moving forward with Russell Wilson and what the Randy Gregory signing does for the defense. But let's get right into this right now. And we're going to start with the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Um, and before we get into that, the Denver City Cast special is up on the app, the Bet Rivers app, as like I said. Uh, Nikola Jokic to score over 15 and a half points in each half at the Wizards tonight. That is plus 400. So Jokic to have at least 16 points in each half. You get four to one on that one. Let's get into number one, though. Colorado State, six seeded Rams taking on the 11 seeded Wolverines of Michigan. That's coming up tomorrow, Thursday, 10, 15 a.m. It kicks off the NCAA tournament. Now, line moved just a little bit. It was two and a half, Colorado State, plus two and a half yesterday. Then the line moved between a half point and a full point because Michigan's fifth-year senior point guard, Devontae Jones, is not playing in this game. He's in concussion protocol, okay? And this is a big loss for them. He's not one of their... You know, two big studs. He's not Hunter Dickinson, but he is their leader in assists at 4.6 per game. He's third in scoring at 10.7 points per game. And what that's going to do is force a freshman by the name of Frankie Collins into his first start in all likelihood. And if it doesn't, they can switch things around. But this is a little bit of a loss for them. You know what? More than a little bit. This is a big loss for them. Okay. I wouldn't say he's as important as Isaiah Stevens is to the Rams, but he's important. All right, he's a, tra- he's a transfer, a graduate transfer from Coastal Carolina. Poor kid, never made it to the NCAA tournament. Finally does here, 
And if Colorado State beats Michigan, he's still not going to get to play. Okay. You know what? I don't care though. Uh, poor him. I hope the Rams win this thing on multiple levels. But the Rams are back in the big dance for the first time since 2013. Here are the updated lines on Bet Rivers. CSU plus two. So they're getting two points. Yesterday was plus two and a half. I have seen it at some other books as CSU getting a point and a half. So I think Bet Rivers, as I do this show right now, has the best number out there. You can also hop on the money line at plus 112 if you liked the money line yesterday. It's only down from plus 118 to 112. And the total did drop, though. This was interesting. It went down from 140 to 139 and a half to 136 and a half. I mean, that is a huge swing over uh, the last couple of days, I would say. So I'll give you my best bet once again in a minute. Rams back in the big dance. First time since when? 2013. They ended the regular season ranked 23rd in the nation. They were 25 and five, second in the Mountain West. And then they lost in the semis to San Diego State. Now this game is at the home of the Indiana Pacers, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Uh, keep that in mind. It's not going to be in Butler. It will be a nice uh, big stadium though. And the CSU Michigan winner faces the winner of the Tennessee Longwood game, which is the 3-4 matchup. Okay, that would be in the round of 32. So CSU, numbers-wise, they were 20th in the nation in offensive efficiency by Ken Palm, okay? They have David Roddy. If you've never watched David Roddy, this dude is uh, a little shorter and a little thicker, and he's kind of like the mid-major version of Charles Barkley. He is undersized. He's really big. Girth, I think, is what they call it. And on top of that, he's just great with his body, like getting leverage on the board. So he's the number one scoring option. He's also kind of like Jokic, too, in the standpoint that the offense almost goes through him all the time. Uh, great passer. You'll see some fun no-look passes. Great rebounder. Good three-point shooter. Excellent scorer. So keep an eye on David Roddy. Isaiah Stevens, their number two scorer. And their number two player, he's uh, second on the team in scoring at 14.9 points per game. So basically 15 points per game, 37% three-point shooter, and he's the guy that makes everything cook. Uh, Michigan, let's talk about them. They were the number six team in the nation. They went 17-13, and 13, though, a myriad of issues during the regular season. Jawan Howard, obviously suspended, if you didn't know that, suspended for the last five regular season games of the season. He's back on the sideline, but he... He slapped uh, an assistant coach from another team. So that was not good for him. They are led by Hunter Dickinson. 18 points, 8 rebounds, a block and a half per game. They got a couple freshmen that'll be NBA draft picks, too, in the second round. But uh, a 7-footer, seven 7-foot-1, seven Hunter Dickinson. Probably going to give the Rams some trouble. But you know what? David Roddy is going to give the Wolverines some trouble. So here's the play now. Uh, yesterday was a half unit on CSU at plus two and a half. I was going to bet it live. If you want to get a piece of this game before it starts, I wouldn't even bother with the one and a half if it drops to one and a half at that time. If you want to get plus two on Colorado State, I think it's still a good number here at Bet Rivers. If you want to bet them though on the money line, I'm totally down with that at plus 112. Uh, both teams playing at a slower pace. CSU has been getting off to hot starts and then the game slows down. So I think you can also target an under 144 if you can find a number that high. This thing was at 140. Remember, this thing was at 140 and then it just took a nosedive down to 136. I don't think you get a 144 here, but I would not play this total uh, to the under at 136 and a half. And I don't feel comfortable enough hitting it um, at the over. And, and again, if you see Colorado State get off to a hot start, and this total does ramp up into the 140 range again, that's when I'm betting the under. You know, 140, I would say going closer to 144, to tell you the truth. Um, going to be tough to hit that. Follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. I will post uh, if and when I have that live bet there. So, again, CSU Moneyline plus 112. You could take CSU plus 2. And the under 144 in game, if this game happens to get that high. Slow paces. We know the Rams, you know, they can play offense, but Michigan can lock down defensively. While Colorado State isn't known for that, they have played physical, low scoring games in the Mountain West as well. And here's a side note on the Mountain West uh, Indiana beat up Wyoming last night. Like I said yesterday, the Pokes did not belong in the tournament. And uh, I do have another show bet. Hop on Indiana plus three against St. Mary's. I think they carry this over uh, to the St. Mary's game. 
Let's move on to number two on the front range for the Broncos. George Payton is having himself a monster offseason. Trades for Russell Wilson. Then he signed defensive lineman DJ Jones from the Niners, who was second behind only Aaron Donald in tackles for loss or no gain. Okay, He had a 13% run-stopping percentage, and that was the best in the league of 105 interior defensive linemen who had at least 150 snaps against the run. He's awesome against the run. When healthy, he's an upgrade over Shelby Harris. And now George Payton lands Randy Gregory, edge rusher. He actually had just about re-signed with the Cowboys, but he backed out because there was a clause that would void his deal if he was fined by the NFL. And that was interesting because he has been fine. He's had mental health issues. He's had marijuana issues uh, in the past. But as Mike Cliss said, the Broncos did considerable homework on Gregory. Um, his problems were mostly marijuana-related early in his career. He hasn't had an incident in two years. Um, we also have relaxed marijuana rules, okay? He had six sacks in 12 games last season with Dallas. He's never had more than six sacks in a season. He's never played more than 14 games in a season. But I like this because it opens things up for the other pass rushers. He's big. He can pressure the quarterback. And he can stop the run. So... I like the move a lot. Now, how does this factor into betting? I'll tell you how. Since last week, the Broncos are receiving the most number of bets to win the Super Bowl. But the other interesting thing is they've gone from plus 1,200 after the Russell Wilson signing. Everybody was like, all right, let's get on the Broncos here. And now it's suddenly a plus 1,400 on Bet Rivers, which, again, I think is the best number you're going to get out there. So you got a better number. The team has approved. He, they've improved on both sides since that plus 1,200 has moved to plus 1,400. So I'm, you know what I'm interested in next? Seeing what they do with the special teams. Okay, uh, let's move on to number three on the front range four, the Nuggets. Now, I'm not as interested in this game tonight. I, All honesty, I am 100% invested in the NCAA tournament right now. Um, that Nuggets-Sixers game kind of going to shut it down for me with this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, next week, first three days of the week, digging into the Wizards. I put all my resources, though, into the NCAA tournament. It's just a special time of year. Nonetheless, important game for the Nuggets tonight at Washington. Nuggets minus 6.5, minus 250 on the money line, and 229 is the total. And if you watch the NBA, just know that Bradley Beal, one of the uh, better players in the league, has not been a part of this team. A big-time injury situation there. Now, we do have the Nikola Jokic Bet Rivers special once again. Jokic to score over 15.5 points in the first and second halves. Both halves plus 400. Now, more interesting than this game, though, my friends, more interesting than this game, Harrison Wynn from the DMVR reports. He's been on the show before. Jamal Murray's going to practice with the G League affiliate today. And likely on Saturday, that's in Grand Rapids, and then he's going to come back to Denver, join the team after it wraps up its road trip on Friday. So Murray's in Grand Rapids. He'll practice with them. He'll come back this weekend. Jamal Murray on his way back. Huh? 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 Michael Porter Jr. on his way back. It's starting to come together. Nuggets plus 340 to win the Northwest. They're a game and a half back Two back in the loss column behind the Jazz. They're still just a game and a half ahead of the Timberwolves, but that's an interesting number there. Almost three and a half to one to win the division. Uh, plus 1,400 to win the West at Bet Rivers and 30 to one to win it all. We'll wrap up the front range four with this. Uh, took a loss on the Colorado game last night. They lost to St. Bonaventure at home, 76-68 the final. I was feeling great at halftime. It was 39-36, but... They come out in the second half. They just didn't defend. They didn't defend in the second half. The Bonnie shot over 50% for the game. Jabari Walker had just six points and eight rebounds. Um, it was Evan Batty's last game as a buff. It just didn't look good. I do like this squad moving forward, though, as long as Walker stays. And he should. I, I just don't think he's NBA ready yet. Uh, at the best, he's a second-round pick right now. They've got some young, really good young players. Batty. Um, I, did I say battery? I meant Jabari Walker. Jabari Walker at six and eight. I hope he comes back. Um, I, I really do. As long as Walker comes back, this is a tournament team, a team that can really factor in the Pac-12 race too. He's a stud. He'll be a junior next year. Um, 
Colorado, okay season. You know, they went to the NIT. That loss to Arizona State, I'm probably going to remember that for a long time. A, because I lost money on it. B, that was kind of the nail in the coffin for them not getting into the tournament. Okay, let's dig into these Broncos here. Jared Evans with PFF. He joins me next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. For more real-time relevant sports betting news and information, listen to VEASAN in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. VEASAN, the sports betting network, is on the air in Denver. Listen to relevant real-time sports betting news and information on Denver's Altitude Sports 950. Follow the money, a numbers game, Lombardi line, my guys in the desert, the nightcap, and much, much more from VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network, on the air in Denver, on Altitude Sports 950. Welcome back to the Denver CityCast. It's Holden with you. We are presented by Bet Rivers and presented by PFF, Pro Football Focus. Jared Evans jumping back on the show. He's Denver-based with PFF. Wonderful to talk with you again. Young man, uh, it's been a hell of an offseason already here, like the last week and a half with the Broncos, hasn't it? Seriously, uh, thanks for having me on, Holden. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, the uh, Russell Wilson trade right now seems like it was almost years ago with all the moves that have been happening in Denver and across the NFL, but excited to get into it with you. Yeah, so let's get into this. I mean, again, you're saying the Russell Wilson thing seemed like it happened a long time ago. We'll start, we'll go in uh, reverse chronological order, huh? Randy Gregory, you like the move? Um, and does this close the door on Von Miller? Sadly, it kind of probably does close the door on uh, on Von Miller with a seventy million dollar deal that Gregory got. I actually think this is a nice uh, a nice move by the Broncos. Gregory it was a really efficient pass rusher last year. He had forty seven pressures, which was twenty ninth among all edge defenders. But he did that on just three hundred twenty eight pass rush snaps, and no edge defender had more pressures on fewer pass rush snaps. So he gets after the quarterback, 84.7 PFF pass rushing grade, which ranked 12th among all edge defenders. So yeah, love this move for the Broncos. They need pressure. Yeah, and they're gonna get some pressure. To me, I wonder how much this guy means to opening things up for the other playmakers and the other pass rushers, right? Because when he's in Dallas, you had Micah Parsons. You had the, you, you had a hell of a of a pass rush there, and he opened things up. Is that kind of the role for him in Denver, or is he going to be relied upon to do it on his own? Yeah, I think uh, they they gave him all that money for for him to be one of the guys, and he's going to be an anchor on uh, on the defense in terms of bringing pressure. And um, they they have a good D-line now, too. I, I like the addition of B.J. Jones also. Um, only Aaron Donald had more tackles for loss or no gain last season among interior edge defenders. So I think the two of them are really going to be a nice addition to the Broncos' D. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, they, they get the – a couple of additions defensively. Are they done or do they need another cornerback? I feel like you can round out that cornerback. Then you're really looking at, which was already a great defense, potentially a top two or three defense. Yeah. I mean, you really can never have too many cornerbacks. Um, so definitely would not be surprised if the Broncos add to that, but I want to gush a little bit about Patrick Sertan here for, for a second. He is an absolute superstar. One of my favorite PFF stats is we track the uh, receiving yards allowed by cornerbacks to specific players. And uh, I have some fun Sertan nuggets here for you. So Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, Tyree Kill, and Odo Beckham Jr. all had zero receiving yards against Patrick Sertan last year. And that's over 10 cover snaps in a game. T. Higgins had six yards. Amon Ross St. Brown had 18, and Amari Cooper had 32. So he can lock down wide receivers 
with the best of them, and he was just a rookie last year. He's uh, he's going to be a stud in uh, in Denver. Ex excited for his future. I mean, I just look at this defense now. Again, they were a great scoring defense last year. They would they'd allow you to move the ball, but you, it was tough to get in the end zone, put up touchdowns against them. Is this now built to just stifle everything? Like, where are the holes defensively? Because I feel like this is just about as good a defense as you're going to see. And I don't know if you could stop Mahomes and Herbert, but they're going to give it a try at the very least. Yeah, you uh, bring up a, a good point. The Broncos definitely need to have a strong defense, given the the fact that the AFC West is just loaded. Also, Derek Carr and the Raiders have a pretty solid and underrated offense also. Um, but I, I think losing Vic Fangio might have an impact on, on the defense a, a little bit. I'm excited for Nathaniel Hackett and what he can bring. But... Um, but yeah, the Broncos have a superstar defense, definitely top 10, potentially even top five across the league. Yeah, I'm going to say this one more time. Pour one out for our homie Von Miller. I know he wanted to come back, but if he wants to play in Denver at this point, he's just going to have to take a massive pay cut. Even if I would think that they would take him, there's always a price to take somebody. But like at this point, what's Von Miller going to add, especially given that while he was great and motivated with the Rams and the games that he did play, I mean, let's face it, there were some issues here toward the end. There were some effort, some question marks about the effort, too, whether or not that's right or wrong. But does Vaughn even have a place here anymore? Yeah, I mean, he really brought it in the playoffs. He played so well, made just one impact play after the other, helping the Rams uh, win that Super Bowl. I mean, you know, if he wants to take a super discount, one or two year deal in Denver, you know, obviously you have to be amenable to that. But I got to think there's going to be some team that's going to give him like two, three years, a boatload of guaranteed money um, because, you know, he's probably future Hall of Famer and he's he's really good at what he does. Yeah, I'd want to come back here, too, if I was him, though. Russell Wilson. And now you look at the upgrades defensively. Let's talk about Russ Wilson, though, because this thing has it's turned the NFL, the division and a lot of things upside down. And it's great. He's already here in Denver. He's with Sierra. They're visiting children's hospitals. This is amazing stuff that we're seeing out of Russell Wilson already. Uh, but how much better, and I know this is this is a kind of a, of course they're better question, but how much better are the Broncos with Wilson under center? I mean, they're a bona fide Super Bowl contender. I was looking at some of the betting odds, and they're tied with the Rams for fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl at plus 1,200, behind only the Bills, Chiefs, Packers, and Bucks. So, like, they are up there in the upper echelon of, uh, of the NFL's elite with uh, Russell Wilson. And I know he didn't have a great year last year, but he was dealing with injuries and a really bad situation in Seattle. I was looking at his PFF grades. He was all the way down at 18th last year with a 73.9 PFF grade. But the, but the three previous years, he was at 90.5, which ranks sixth among quarterbacks. And then in 2019, he was actually first with a 91.9 PFF grade. And in 2018, he was at 88.9, which also ranked sixth. I mean, he's he's a top he's a top five six quarterback in this league for sure. One healthy, in a great situation. Broncos have a, a ton of weapons for for him to really succeed. A solid enough offensive line. I mean, this is just a perfect situation. A, a great defense. I mean, we'll see if it takes time for for him to gel and kind of get used to a new situation. But by the end of the year, man, th this team is is a real Super Bowl contender. No, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They are a Super Bowl contender at this point. Uh, you and me and everybody else that plays fantasy football <laughs> loves Javante Williams. There, there's been a long time now. They've had a they've had a lot of time to come up with a deal with Melvin Gordon, and I know he wants to come back. The organization says they want him back. For some reason, he's not back. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Because if he's not back, I just wonder if that automatically means that it's time for Javante to be RB1 and get all the touches. Yeah, let's let's hope that it's uh, Javante Williams' season. The latest rumors that the Broncos are probably not going to bring him back. I think some team will give him more money than the Broncos are probably willing to pay. And that's probably best for, for both parties. Javante Williams is a freaking stud. He forced 63 missed tackles on carries last year, which was second in the league behind only Jonathan Taylor on a lot fewer carries 
Um, so I want to see what he can do in, in a full-time role for sure. He's not quite the Jonathan Taylor from, from like a talent perspective. Taylor is a lot faster, but Javante Williams is a little more nimble and, and stronger through contact. Um, so I think you can have Williams as the number one. Mike Boone is a solid enough running back too, and then you can probably address it in the middle to late rounds of the draft, maybe use like a fourth, fifth round pick on another running back to kind of uh, fortify that, that room and, and have some depth. I like Mike Boone. You know, I don't know if he is the guy that you feel comfortable carrying the load for more than a game or two, but as far as a backup goes, and we saw some explosive plays from him, when he was in Minnesota, uh, kind of, to me, it almost makes sense. I would love to see Melvin Gordon here. I still think he has, he would have a terrific role. He's a veteran. He's a guy that can block. He's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yes, he had some fumbling issues, but Mike Boone ain't a bad player. And I think a lot of people are going to learn about him this year. And I'm on the, I'm on your side with this. They probably go Javante, Boone. They give Javante some more touches. And then they either bring in a free agent or a rookie there. Any takes on Mike Boone, though, if um, if he gets the Melvin Gordon role? Yeah, I like that. I I, I mean, I could see something like 70% Javante, 30% Mike Boone, or like 25 and, and five, uh, uh, a third guy here. I mean, he was really talented in, in Minnesota, like you said. I know the fantasy community loves Boone. There was that, that one year, maybe like two years ago, um, when he had a big performance in uh, in week 17. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a talented guy and, uh, we'll, we'll see what, what he can do in an RB2 role. Sorry for that. Yeah, I am too. All right. Let's get her some other things that are going on in the national football league right now. What was your reaction when Tom Brady decided to come back? What do you think? No <laughs> surprise like, or a surprise? <laughs> I was almost more surprised that he retired than, than he came back. I mean, he's just really? too good. Yeah. 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 Like the, the fact that he came back didn't, didn't surprise me. He's He's at the top of his game, has a Super Bowl contending team. Like, he's probably has a sour taste in his mouth from the way the season ended, losing to the Rams like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, happy happy that he's back. NFL is certainly better and more entertaining with Tom Brady in it. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's it's I, I like it. Again, I was like, okay, he retired. We can finally watch football again. But now that he's back again, let's go. we got another great contender in the National Football League. So, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. Any other big news we're waiting for? I guess I could start here with Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't know how much he's going to be suspended. He's probably going to get a suspension from the National Football League, even though uh, he was not guilty, I suppose, uh, is, is the official term that we'll say. Not guilty by law. Uh, what do you see happening here with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I think it seems like that's the, the big news that needs to happen before all these wide receivers kind of dominoes fall. Um, the news today is that the Falcons might have the best offer, but I think the Panthers make the most sense from like a team perspective for, for Deshaun Watson. That'd be probably my pick, uh, but he might prefer the Saints. We'll see if they have enough. Uh, trade assets to to kind of get that moving but it's interesting because Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause so he can pretty much say all right I want to go to the Saints and you just have to take the best deal they offer so Texans don't really have much leverage here to to kind of get the best offer the the funniest news was uh the the Browns rumors here that they're interested in swapping from Watson or swapping to Watson from Baker Mayfield that, that to me, now, first of all, Baker Mayfield is acting like there's loyalty in the NFL. He's like, I played through a torn labrum. I did all this. And, you know, now you're going to turn your back on me. It's a business, man. And obviously for this year, I would take eight games of Deshaun Watson over 17 from Baker Mayfield, because that means I'm getting Deshaun Watson long-term. I mean, at this point, have we seen enough out of Baker Mayfield or are we giving him another mulligan? because he had a labrum tear. His shoulder was all messed up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at this point, Baker Mayfield is basically Carson Wentz. <laughs> it's like Ooh. the Spider-Man team. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, if, if I'm an NFL team, right, like someone is going to trade a first-round pick probably for Baker Mayfield. It seems like his days in Cleveland are done. And if I were in charge of that team, I would not want to make that trade. Someone will do it. I am not confident in Baker to 
have a career renaissance somewhere a la Ryan Tannehill. I think this is what you get with Baker. His decision-making is really, really bad. And that, I think, is the hardest thing for a quarterback to change once they're already established in the NFL. All right, my friend, plug everything you're doing. You do great work over there at PFF. Yeah, man. Uh, give me a follow on uh, Twitter at PFF underscore Jared, and you can find all my work over at uh, PFF.com. Wonderful. Jared, thanks again for the time. Appreciate it. He's a great follow on Twitter. Stick around. Coming up next, our Wednesday guest, Ian St. Clair, play Colorado. We got a lot to discuss with him. He's still gushing over Russell Wilson. We got NCAA tournament to talk. He wants to talk Rockies for some reason, the Avalanche, and more. Ian St. Clair next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. My buddy Ian St. Clair, PlayColorado.com, joining us every Wednesday, and he's got a big smile on his face right now because his Broncos they continue to get better and better and better this off season. Mr. St. Clair, hello, my friend. How good are you feeling today? After these Broncos moves, baseball is back. The Nuggets are rolling. The Avalanche will figure things out. Talk to me here, buddy. What's going on? Every every team in Colorado right now seems to be on the path to getting better. And the Avalanche have made a few trades on top of George Payton making the move for Russell Wilson, which becomes official today. The, Av the Nuggets with Nikola Jokic going to Philadelphia and beat the Sixers. Baseball is back, March Madness, and for those who can't see it on the video or, or listening, I am wearing my all-night-long Lionel Richie t-shirt because Broncos country has literally been dancing on the ceiling since word of the Russell Wilson trade came down. Be careful doing that, okay? Yeah. I've seen people get hurt. I, I have seen people. All right, enough of the dad jokes here for me. Um, so let's get into this, buddy, because last week you said something interesting. You're like... Uh, what kind of guy we need is a Pat Bolin type of guy, right? Yep. And Russell Wilson, talk to me about him being a Pat Bolin guy. So a Pat Bolin Bronco was mm -hmm. a phrase that I coined a couple of years ago that's caught on. I said it on my MHR radio podcast. It's a guy who will do whatever it takes on the field, but also off the field. And we're already seeing that with Russell Wilson. His first day in Broncos country, where the move isn't even official. He goes to Children's Hospital, Colorado. So he's already making a difference and an impact in the community. And I, I get it, there's no doubt some PR involved in that, but at this point, that's how you embrace yourself to the community, but it also shows you the elite human being he is. He's not just an elite franchise quarterback. Russell Wilson is an elite human being. He won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. He just won the Bart Starr Award for stuff that he does off the field. And that's what you're getting. And that's a Pat Bowen Bronco, where you do whatever it takes to be successful on the field, but also off. So I'm excited here. You know, and then Sierra's here. The only thing is you're going to have to listen. I'll bring this up again. He's such a dork. He's so corny. There's just things that he goes off on that I shake my head. And who cares, though? Just yeah. go win some football games. You can say whatever you want. Any corny stuff you want to say, go ahead and do it. Because this dude, he's, it se just seems like from the outside, he's a great dude. And I think that matters too. You know, we don't want to be talking about a guy with off-field off issues. It's or very frustrating concerns. to have to do that. Yeah, or character concerns, off-the-field issues. None of that's going to be an issue with Russell Wilson. And I, I said this to you last week, I'm excited about him being in this offense with Nathaniel Hackett because he's never been in an offense like this. He's never he's never had an offensive philosophy that wants him to utilize his tools and and the things that he does well as a quarterback because he's been hampered by Pete Carroll's 1940s belief of 
I run the football and, and play great defense. That's not going to be the case now with Nathaniel Hackett and this offense with these receivers. And you have, I mean, I'm, I've mentioned it before, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, but I think the potential weapon here is KJ Hamler. He could potentially turn into that Tyler Lockett deep threat speed guy that he had in Seattle. He can have that now with, with KJ Hamler on this Broncos offense. I, I'm excited for it. I And I think Russell Wilson is excited for it. And it, it, it's the complete package. It's not just someone who can do it on the field. It's someone that you can be proud that represents your community and your and the team that you root for. Yeah. I mean, I agree, man. I, I, I agree with you here. That's terrific. On the offensive side, we talk about the defensive side now, Randy Gregory, who I'm fine with. I, I, I just don't think that um, we should expect, you know, 17 games out of him and 15 sacks or anything like that. But before we get into what your thoughts on that move is, the door is now officially closed on Von Miller, correct? Yes. And I I was hopeful that it would be able to happen again because of how, how tight Von Miller is with Russell Wilson and being able to run it back with the Broncos. But yeah, this is officially closes the door on that. I, I'm curious if it does on Chandler Jones. I mean, the Broncos still have 15.2 million in cap space. So there are ways to finagle the cap. You can restructure Russell Wilson's contract and start doing what the Packers and the Saints and some of these other teams have been doing, which is kicking the can on your salary cap to future yeah. years when the NFL number increases as well. So there are still ways for George Payton to make an impact on this on this roster, especially defensively. But yes, I think it officially closes the door on Von Miller. And I, I would be interested to see if he goes to the Dallas Cowboys, where he basically pulls a reverse DeMarcus Ware. Ooh. Really? I mean, it, there's an organization you go to, they'll have all the expectations in the world, and then they'll just they'll tank. Yeah, um, but he lives, I mean, he went to Texas A&M. He lives in DeSoto, which I, I'm not big on the Metroplex in Dallas, but I guess that's really close to Jerry true. World. So, yeah. he, I mean, he has ties to Texas. He, I, I, And I think the fact that DeMarcus Ware played there, he was a legend for the Cowboys. I think that may tie into it, too. I love this. I just love what's going on with Peyton because, yeah, they had a great scoring defense last year, but... To me, it seems like here's my number one plan. Let's go get a quarterback. And then after that, let's go build a defense that we can at least quell Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and these offenses here in the AFC West. And I'll tell you something else. I love the DJ Jones yes. uh, pickup too from the Niners because this guy's an absolute run stuffer. So it was already tough to run against the Broncos. Now you get jones you add yourself a randy gregory they're not done they're gonna pick up another corner somewhere or safety um, hopefully <laughs> or a safety you're right uh talk to me about your thoughts on the update uh, the upgrade i think it's an upgrade jones over harris now jones has to stay healthy too that's a big one and it's like that with any player but the way this defense is coming together besides for the randy gregory signing Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on DJ Jones. When you're right behind Aaron Donald for tackles for loss, you're doing something right. And the Broncos now have that. And I would say the biggest weakness for the Broncos the last couple of seasons under Vic Fangio has been interior run defense. They've been gashed interior with the interior running attack of, of mm -hmm. opposing offenses. And now that's solidified, pun intended, with a huge filling with dj jones i i think he is exactly what this defense needed i think he is an upgrade over shelby harris in that regard if he can do it on a pass rush too and i get it that's not something that he's specialized in or known to do but he did have a couple of plays against russell wilson last year when he was on that 49ers defense the other thing that ties into all of this is it's a puzzle piece where the things, the, the, the moves work together. And I think this DJ Jones move helps Randy Gregory because if you have a guy who can get consistent interior pressure and there's Draymond Jones there as well, the more interior pressure you get that's consistent, it frees up your outside linebackers and defensive ends and edge rushers, which will make Randy Gregory a nightmare to try to block if he can stay on the field, if he can put the pipe down, not get suspended, and be what George Payton and the Broncos hope he can be. 
is a game wrecker because he's already a game wrecker. He created more turnovers off pressures than anybody in the National Football League last year. So if you can get consistent pressure from the interior defensive line on this Broncos defense, that's going to free up Chubb and Randy Gregory too. So the last thing with the Broncos would be special teams. They already have an upgrade because they're going to have a new special teams coach, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, are you feeling like they need to do anything here personnel-wise? I think like, – What do they got to do? I think the thing that George Payton does is he looks at, at the depth of his whole roster and realizes if you have weak links at the bottom of your roster, that's going to impact your special teams play. So – that's why George Payton is so good at his job is because he doesn't just go out and find things at the top of the roster that need to be changed. He does so at the bottom of the roster, which impacts your special teams. And the Broncos had a great punter in Sam Martin last year, but if you could get this hecker guy from the Rams who has an insane leg and you put him in Denver, holy crap. I mean, I'm not going to, vouch for punters because I do like what what Martin did for the Broncos last year I think he's a, a very good and reliable punter but in terms of the special teams that's what George Payton does he takes a fine-tooth comb to the depth of his roster and and finds out where the weak links are to potentially make an upgrade to help make that aspect of the team better and you you nailed it with Tom McMahon now being finally gone the special teams have nowhere to go but up yeah, we, I try not to mention his name on here too. I'm I'm, a, I'm not superstitious, but I just try not to. Know, I don't I don't want to mention. Well, he's name. no longer with the Broncos, so we can mention his name. I I, I think it's a horrible idea. Let's just uh, the special teams, the old special teams coach. Let's just call him that. There you go. Okay, and, and not even special yeah. because they weren't special. Not even special. The other no. the, the the former teams coach. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play, you know, that little game you had with the piece of paper where there'd be the four little squares and you put in your fingers and a number would come up and then you'd be like, oh, this one. Do you remember that game? I don't know what it was. You do remember that. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't know if they play it anymore. I'll have to ask my kids. But I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to talk March Madness? Do you want to talk abs? Do you want to talk nuggets? Do you want to talk baseball in the Rockies? Pick, pick, choose your own adventure, Mr. St. Clair. Let's go with the abs because I think they're the Ooh. closest to potentially to being a championship contender. And okay. I think the moves that Joe Sackick has made this week in particular mm -hmm. get, I, I mean, it's the exact moves that I told you he needed to make. You add a very tough and reliable defenseman, defensive defenseman to shore up your defensive depth. I mean, one of the things that this, and I, his name is escaping me off the top of my head. They just got him from the ducks, but Manson. Yeah, there you go. The one thing that he does is he gets the puck out. And that's been one of the biggest issues with this Avalanche team the last six, seven years, not just the, the losses in the playoffs in the second round. He is a he's a guy who can stand the forecheck of the opposing team's forwards on dump-ins. He can control the puck and get it out, which is what the Avalanche do incredibly well. Their transition game is insane. And now you have a guy who can make that even better because of how reliable he is on getting the puck out of the uh, out of the zone and controlling it on potential forechecks. He's tough. He's a pain in the ass to play against, which is what you want in the playoffs. He's a, a, a lot like Adam Foote. For those listening who are longtime Avalanche fans, oh gosh, he this is he's a he's an Adam Foote kind of defenseman. And then Sturm that they got from the Wild isn't a. It's not a game-changing trade. It's not one that you will notice. They give up Tyson Jost. The thing about Sturm is he's better on face-offs, which is what the Avalanche need big time, but it also frees up cap space, which allows them to make a bigger move. And as one insider for ESPN joked on Twitter on Tuesday, it smells like cheesesteak. So I think both of these moves <clears throat> set up to make – the big move, which is Claude Giroux from the Flyers. I mean, Foot's number is retired, right? It is. That's, that's a big name. It is. I mean, and he, start... I mean, on the, on the cup years, after Pierre Lacroix made the deal with the Boston Bruins to get Ray Bork, Bork's defensive pairing was with Adam Foot. Adam Foot is a, was a tough, hard-nosed, oh, pain in the ass, would do whatever it takes to get the puck out and protect Patrick Waugh's crease. 
and get the puck to Forsberg or Sackick or Hayduke, Drury, all those guys. That's what Madison is like now coming over from the Ducks. And the thing that I even like more about it is there was talk in the Anaheim dressing room that if Ryan Getzlaff retired, Madison was in line to be the potential next captain of the Anaheim Ducks. So he not only is all the things that I just mentioned in the defensive zone, he's a leader in the dressing room. So again, just the, the deals that they made. And they got a couple of free agents too. Uh, these are these are mercenaries, right? They got the defense in Josh Manson uh, and then the forward, Nico Sturm. Yep. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Get yourself a couple of rentals here. So, and I, and I think it shows that Joe Sackick is all in on this year. He, he, know, he, he was there with Pierre Lacroix when Pierre Lacroix would make those huge deals where he would he made the deal with Montreal for Patrick Waugh and Mike Keane. He made a deal with Calgary for Theo Fleury. He made the deal with the, the LA Kings for Rob Blake and Stephen Reinprecht. He made the deal with the Bruins for Ray Bork. Joe Sackick knows how to do this. And I think he now, especially with the injury to Gabriel Landeskog and what NHL teams are doing to avoid the cap by putting players on long-term the long-term injury list, which is what Gabriel Landeskog will eventually be on until the playoffs start. Because when the playoffs start, there's no salary cap constraints. Okay. So that frees up on top of the deal with the Wild to, to get Tyson Jost's close to $3 million salary off the salary cap. That's what frees it up to go and get Claude Giroux. Yeah, they're going to need some more, though. They're going to have to make – they're going to have to shed some more salary, aren't they, to get themselves a Claude Giroux. Is it a Claude Giroux or bust situation for you? Is there anybody else you think that they could land that would make you, I guess, as satisfied maybe? I don't know, as excited because Claude Giroux your guy, but maybe yeah. Hurdle from the Sharks? I don't know. You tell me. I, I think Hurdle, I think the realistic landing spot for him, if he does get traded from San Jose as the New York Rangers, I, I think the fit there would be ideal for the team that plays in the Garden. I think it's not – I mean, it, it's – an an equally huge move. They're different players. But if Joe Sackick was able to swing a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks for Patrick Kane, and you have a top six forward list that has Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, mm. Nazem Kadri, Gabriel Landeskog, and Patrick Kane, are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's a different... It, Claude Giroux is a two-way player. And I'm not saying Patrick Kane isn't an all-world hockey player, but he's more of an offensive guy. He's a scorer. Claude Giroux is a two-way forward. He's he'll, he, he's a pain in the ass, like Madison. He wins face-offs. But Patrick Kane is an elite scorer. And I mean, about power play with Nathan McKinnon on one wing and Patrick Kane on the other, and then Kale McCarr, at the point. I I mean, yikes. <laughs> Speaking of the power play, that's why they beat the Kings 3-zip last night, right? It is. Darcy Kemper. And Darcy, and I think Darcy Kemper is finally getting into his groove. He had a couple of, like, like against Calgary when Bednar pulled him. I mentioned that. I still don't understand why he did that. But he's he's starting to get his confidence back. So what, that, that's huge for, for the avalanche. And we'll see what Sackick does. I think he's, he's poised to make a huge move and i think the entire national hockey league is just waiting for it now and i think we truly are yeah we truly are kindred spirits i'm going to bring this up again you and me are the only two americans that say calgary i love it <laughs> well, I've been, I, mean, I mean i've been going to avs games since 98 and at old mcnichol sports arena i mean the the old as dan Issel joked you could use that as a bomb shelter it'd be used you could bomb it and it would still be standing there Oof. i but i mean it, it was I mean, I've been going to Az games forever. Yeah, I, I say Calgary. I and Toronto. I don't just I don't say Toronto. I say Toronto. I've just Tro I've watched I've watched too many Canadians. Toronto? Toronto. I've never called it Toronto. I wasn't aware of Toronto. I've been to Toronto a ton. They I I don't think they call it Toronto up there, buddy. I think you're a little out of there. It's Calgary and then it's Quebec. It's not Quebec, it's Quebec. It's what well, if you watch Letter Kenny, which is a hilarious show, at Quebec? Quebec. Look at—I mean, you and your Canadian man. You should be a, a translator for like an American Canadian thing here. That would be a great job for you. 
an American Canadian translator. There's a lot of people that are looking for those too, Ian. Yeah, I mean, I watch enough Letter Kenny. I could, I could do that. <laughs> and those who haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. It's hilarious. It's it's like Napoleon Dynamite for Canada. It's it's epic. Watch it. It's hilarious. I have not watched it, I, and I like I like Canada. I don't know if I like them as much anymore, but it's really is a beautiful country. All right, uh, let's come back to America, okay? <laughs> Are you excited that uh, baseball's back? Are you excited now? to see the Rockies as their win total is 67 and a half. How is it that I high? mean, are they going to avoid a hundred losses this year? I, I think that's the thing that is, that's so funny about the Rockies is that that is literally the argument every year for the Rockies. Are they going to get a hundred <laughs> losses? Is this the year they get a hundred losses? That's not how it was two, three years ago though. I mean, they, they snuck in to the playoffs right and then they were right there and they had high expectations like three years ago and then since then it's been 100 so only the last two years we've been talking about 100 losses and that, that's going to be the way that it goes because <laughs> i mean it, it's funny that you you see that the the names mentioned for the rockies like chris bryant and everyone's like yeah right <laughs> and now that fernando tatis jr has a wrist injury the padres are in it i was like Gee, where is Chris Bryant going to go? The Rockies or the Padres? Hmm. And they were in on Kyle Schwarber, and he's going back east. I I mean, at, at this point, it's just like everyone knows that if names are thrown out by Rockies reporters to be like, okay, who are the people underneath them? Because that's who the Rockies are going to get. And, it, and I, I think the thing that just really ended all hope in the Rockies is – what how the Rockies treated Nolan Arenado and not only trading him to the Cardinals but also sending them 50 million dollars on yeah. top of sending Arenado to the Cardinals it's I mean you look at the infield that the Rockies could have potentially had you could have had Arenado on third Trevor Story at, at short yeah. and DJ LeMayhew at second and the former general manager chose a first baseman who wasn't going to amount to anything ever <laughs> over DJ LeMahieu, and I, I just I, I don't know. It, it's just are the Rockies going to get a hundred losses? I, I'll say yes, just because they're run by Dick Montfort and they're a horrible franchise. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating with the Rockies. Yeah, even Kyle Schwarber is going to be off the market. Like. Why are any of these guys going to want to come here? Seriously. Yeah. Unless the Rockies offer them more money than anybody else. And is that really a possibility? No, Seriously. because Dick Montfort puts all of his money to upgrading the rooftop bar and upgrading the the stuff outside the stadium that doesn't have anything to do with the product on the field, which is the most important thing. And I, in terms of what there, there'll be fans calling for, or even some columnists in the market calling for, uh, not going to the game. So basically, you're going to boycott the Rockies. Okay. The problem with that is there are so many transient baseball fans in this city and in Colorado. They're going to show, they're going to be the ones to go to the game. So Coors Field is going to be packed with Dodgers fans, Giants fans, Cardinals fans, Cubs fans, Mets fans. So there's no point in calling for a boycott because that's who fills Coors Field is transient baseball fans for the opposing team. And the other thing about boycotting that is it's still cool to go to a baseball game. Oh, and, yeah. You know, have food, take your kids there. Especially you Coors know, boycotting. Field. Yeah. It's Coors Field. I mean, you don't it's even like, need to watch the product on the field. It's, I mean, it's one of the best places to go and have a beer. It's like an outside bar. Yeah, what do you think it's like taking a kid to a game? I mean, we stay for six innings because they get bored by the fourth and I have to coax them to stay in two more innings. You probably watch two full innings of baseball and the rest of the time you're spending copious amounts of money on things that are uh, 10 times the price they should be and uh, you're getting hot dogs. So that's that's why you go to a baseball game in Colorado. Exactly. And the beautiful the ballpark weather. and the experience. Yeah, and the weather. I've, I've, I've For over 15 years, I've joked that Coors Field is Wrigley Field West. The difference now is the Cubs have actually won a World Series. Yeah. But another thing, you know what I learned? Um, and I was out here for the World Series in 08. And it was actually a warm fall. that It was a warm was October. Went out. Um, the, the Halloween scene here was absolutely ridiculous. It was, what, 13 years ago, though. But um, 
the one thing that I had to get used to was making sure stay out of the sun in a summer game. Yes. Because you will just turn into a crispy piece of bacon at that point. Yep. It's you can literally fry out there. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, not comfortable. That's why you, right you, you want to go to the to the night games. You don't want to go to the Sunday day games. Go to the night games. And I'm a club level person, so I, I find a way to get club level tickets. So that way, if it's raining, Ooh. you can go into the club level and stay out of it. They're great seats. You have a good vantage point of the ballpark or whatever else it is you're wanting, wanting to pay attention to since mm -hmm. the product isn't really worth it. Um, is Trevor's story really going to, to the Twins? I mean, is he really going to the Twins? Is this going to happen? I mean, that the, the Twins are a better run franchise than the Rockies, so why not? The fact they couldn't, you know what? At this point, I don't think he wanted to be here anymore. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I, and I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him for not wanting to stay because you want to win. And when you're an elite player like him, go get yourself not only get go get yourself paid, but go get yourself paid and go to a team with a chance of doing something. And that's exactly what Arenado wanted to do. That's what Story's doing right now. And sure, they're going to try and go out and win with some pitching. When is the last time this organization has had consistent pitching, though? It's like Never. one year, all right, they overachieve. Last year, the starters were good. I could see the starters having an ERA of six this year. I, I know we're pooping on the Rockies here, and I'm excited baseball's it. coming back, but it's frustrating, man. Oh, It's frustrating yeah. to have a bad team. It is. It's, and I think it's not just – it's not just the money. It's not just having a chance to win. I think it's being treated, treated with respect. And that's something that this franchise doesn't do to its star players. They didn't treat Nolan Arenado with respect. They didn't treat him like a human being. They didn't do that with Trevor Story. They didn't do that with, um, oh, now the former shortstop is, his name is escaping me. That they, Ian Desmond? No, no, they, Desmond they, they traded him to the Blue Jays. Uh, I, Who the hell is it? Yeah. Uh, It'll come to me as soon as we – anyway, but that's right. not what this franchise it does. It, it it does not treat any, anybody with respect. It just it, – it's just – it's a clown show at 20th and Blake. It's too bad, buddy. It's too bad. Not too low, was it? Yes, it was Troy Tula. It was too low? All right, I didn't even look – I didn't, couldn't even find it. I was just thinking about shortstops that actually had some type of value, and Tula was the guy Yeah. besides for story. Those would be the two guys, right? Not bad. Uh, what's going on on PlayColorado.com? Because I'm seeing right now a little Colorado State. They're talking Colorado State, Colorado women. There's a lot of basketball going on. you got Northern Colorado and the CBI, which I'm not going to bother with. Talk to me. What's going on on PlayColorado.com? Well, PlayColorado.com is obviously uh, immersed in the madness of March, and there's also a story up about how sportsbooks and casinos are bracing for it, especially now that – a year ago at this point, we were still somewhat in, in the COVID outbreak and casinos were still having some restraints on it. That's not the case now, so they're bracing for it. I think it's going to be, a, obviously, it's a huge betting opportunity across the country, not just Colorado. It's up there with the Super Bowl in terms of popularity. So obviously there's that going on, keeping an eye on what's going on with uh, the Broncos and and the odds and how the trades up, how they how that impacts all of it. The NHL, the Nuggets, it, it's an exciting time for for sports betters in Colorado, and it's it's going to be something that I think is going to be driven by the enthusiasm of Russell Wilson. Interesting show, you know, because we got the Nuggets, we got NCAA basketball, and we mostly focused on. The Avalanche, the Rockies, and the Broncos. And I forgot to bring up one thing for the Broncos for you. Josie Jewell's coming back on a two-year deal, yep. right? A lot yes, of expectations for him. Then the injury. Here's another piece that's coming back that I guess you could kind of act like as a free agent. Yeah, absolutely. Because he had his he tore his peck. And before that, a lot, George Payton and a lot of the, the players and coaches felt that he was the glue of the defense. So to get him to come back and and come back from an injury, and it's just going to add to the excitement level of Russell Wilson. Now the defense knows what they need to do. They need to create pressure and create turnovers. That's that's what the Broncos' defense needs to do coming into the 2022 season. Wonderful stuff here, Mr. St. Clair. Make sure you check all of his workout. PlayColorado.com. Uh, we'll catch up again next week and every Wednesday. Ian St. Clair joining me here. 
So again, any questions, hit me up at Holden Radio. Leave a five-star review if you want to, a wonderful review. Just say, Ian's such a wonderful individual. Is oh, the only go. reason why I listen to your podcast, okay? Definitely give tomorrow. a five-star review, though. D- do it. <laughs> Here's the best bet because uh, I will have my podcast or this podcast, Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers after the CSU game. Okay, after the CSU game. So we'll be releasing this a little bit later. That's a 10-15 tomorrow morning. My best bet there. You can take CSU on the money line at 112. You can take them at plus two, the best number right now on Bet Rivers, or you can bet them live and see if you get another a better number. But it went down from two and a half to two. I'm fine. I'm still back in Colorado State at that price. For Ian St. Clair, for Jared Evans from Pro Football Focus, my name is Holden Kushner. Thank you so much for checking out the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers.